0: This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast, sponsored by Bemidji State University and Northwest Technical College. The Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast is also sponsored by Visit Bemidji. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors covers the lakes, woods, trails, wildlife, and anything else going on outdoors in Paul Bunyan's playground. Today on the podcast, we hear from a couple of people who are pushing hard to keep it clean. A new statewide effort to have people clean up after themselves when they're done ice fishing. We'll hear all about it next. But first, if you love the outdoors and are looking for ways to align your education with future employment in the trades, Northwest Technical College in Bemidji is for you. Explore state-of-the-art technical education in six career paths, automotive, building trades, business, health, child care, and manufacturing technology, all in the heart of Minnesota's Northwoods, surrounded by more than 400 lakes and, of course, limitless forests. The shortest path to your dream job and a good bite is at NTC, Bemidji's Technical College. Learn more today. Visit ntcmn.edu. This is Dick Dursley, and this is Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Well, today at Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors, we are going to talk about Keep It Clean, which is an uh, initiative that has gotten started. And for those who are out on the ice, ice fishing, we hear a lot about the issue of people not keeping things clean. And so uh, there's been initiative started. We have Robin Dwight. She is the president of the Upper Red Lake Area Association, a Keep It Clean committee member and the area spokesperson. Robin, thanks for being here. Uh, Thanks for inviting me. And we have Nick Procker. He's a DNR conservation officer of the Black Deck North Office, which means he's hanging out at Upper Red Lake. Nick, thank you for being here. Wonderful to be here. Well, let's start with you, uh, Robin. Tell us what... uh, Keep it clean is, and how this uh, pro- how this whole thing got started.
1: Well, it started over ten years ago at Lake of the Woods, and um, about a year and a half ago, um, our association was made aware of their um, work, and we had already been pretty annoyed with the amount of trash and garbage that washed up on shore every spring um, as a resident up there. It was concerning to me as the president of the Upper Red Lake Association. I got a lot of calls and comments from uh, local people and business owners who are pretty disgusted with uh, the mess that's left behind after winter, winter fishing season. Um, too much of what people um, leave behind gets... Uh, either put into the water or left on the ice, and um, other people have to bear the burden of cleaning that up. So we started working with uh, uh, Lake of the Woods, who already had a Keep It Clean initiative going, and we built on that. Since then, uh, I've partnered with Zach Gutnick at the Soil and Water Conservation District to, um, I guess, build a program, which is a pilot program now operating at Upper Red Lake, to deal with some of the problems that we have up there.
0: Okay. And Nick, as a conservation officer, we were talking before we went in there, there's not a whole lot you can do at this point unless you actually see somebody litter.
2: Correct. After the fact, it's, it's almost impossible to follow up on what somebody might have left on the lake. So if it's an active issue that I can see happening, then I can usually take some enforcement action on that. But after the fact, it's almost impossible. Okay.
0: Now... Robin, um, so right now, what are the what are some of the things you're doing? I mean, obviously, education. And awareness is something that, that we're going to and appealing to uh, our better angels when we're up there fishing on various lakes or any lake, really.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, we have a regional Keep It Clean committee and we work together with uh, folks from Lake of the Woods and Mille Lacs area lakes right now. And that um, membership is growing so that we have a number of other lake area associations and soil and water conserva- conservation districts statewide that have joined the Keep It Clean campaign. So yes, we are are doing an education and awareness campaign, and through generous grant funds and other donations, we've been able to put signage up. Um, Speaking for myself at Mm -hmm. Upper Red Lake, uh, we've got a lot of signage up there, and we have um, been reaching out through geofencing, our resorts have been putting out um, uh, posters, and actually through grant funding, through our pilot program, we have four large dumpsters um, dedicated for human waste, and we offer free toilet bags to people so that when they are out there in their fish houses and they want to do the right thing, now they have a place to take that human waste, be it toilet bags or whatever, from their Wheelhouses and have it disposed of properly, separate from other solid waste, so they're not contaminating the business's waste bins. That's pretty important. And I can say to you that um, as of now, we have removed 10 tons of toilet bags from the lake. And that program is still going through the month of February, and there are a lot of fishermen still out there. 10 tons? Well, these wheelhouses are pretty nice, and they give people the opportunity to stay overnight, or maybe for three or four days. So, I mean, when you have to go, you have to go. Well, that's a fact. And so we needed to have some resources available for those folks. They just did not exist. Um, This is a pretty new phenomenon. Um, These overnight stays in wheelhouses is just increasing in popularity because it's so much fun to camp. Winter camping is great out on the ice. Um, So... We are really trying to play catch-up to an industry that has exploded, and it's been phenomenal. Um, last year, we had 70,000 visitors to the lake, and the creel surveys that are done up there provide that data to us. The year before, there were 84,000 visits. Um, I don't know how many we'll have this year, but it looks like a city out there on the weekends when all the lights are on and all the fish houses.
0: Wow. Wow. Um, well, and and Nick, you you I think you said you worked up in Budad area too at one time. Correct. Yep. So you're looking at Lake of the Woods. Yeah. You're looking at Red Lake. You're looking at Mille Lacs, you, These are these are lakes that, first of all, they're big, but they also have an incredible amount of people. And as you noted, with the wheelhouses, the pressure and the number of people on those lakes are growing and growing and growing. So it, it only makes sense. And I first heard of this as possibly you know as being an issue. Um, you know, on Leech Lake and the Eel Pout Festival, and what would be found after that. Right. And so, I guess one of the things, Nick, that you think about, Robin, is that when the ice melts, that goes in the lake, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Or along the roadside. So, living yep. in the Upper Red Lake area, all of our residents are concerned about what gets um, discharged into the ditches. Uh, we have a lot of evidence of that type of behavior. Most people do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Um, But with that number of people, it doesn't take many to cause a huge pollution problem. So protecting the water for a healthy fishery, protecting the ice so that people are having a pristine setting when they want to go camping out there, and then just uh, making it a good recreational experience. The optics are not good when we see all that... Stuff on the ice, and it doesn't. It's not hard to go up there and find it after people have left. We've seen a lot of evidence of, you know, waste left behind. So we're working on an educational campaign and an awareness campaign, and through a lot of grant funding and a lot of help from from partners, not not to mention the DNR and the PCA, our local SWCD, the Red Lake Watershed District, and our own Upper Red Lake Area Association, we've been able to get this pilot going and very successful. Um, The third component of what we do is a regulation and enforcement component, and we are not looking to have new regulations and more enforcement. We just want to make sure that what is working in the summertime can also be working better in the wintertime to keep up with this new phenomenon. So to that end, we wrote some legislation, and um, as far as I know right now, it is going through the process to be jacketed and presented this session and we're very hopeful that it will um, become bill and it's simple it's simple it's uh, a bill that says you can no longer leave anything on the ice on on public waters you have to have it contained and you have to have it removed oh. uh, um, and that di- that did not exist in law specifically for ice fishing so now we're hoping that that passes. And we're also working on language for an appropriations bill so that counties across the state can therefore include this sort of ice safety program in their budgets. Um, We're very hopeful that that will happen because we have a lot of people supporting us at the Capitol.
0: Okay. Nick, are you in favor of that?
2: Absolutely. If if I don't have to go around and ride my snowmobile over (laughs) the piles of junk that people leave out there, I'm more than happy.
0: So what happens when you come across, you know, some stuff like that do you have to take care of that do you have to call somebody how do we how do we get that cleared off when
2: when we find it uh for my peace of mind i'll pick it up if and when i can Uh, on the snowmobile i don't have a whole lot of room to carry stuff so um sometimes i i have to gps it and go back and find it another time or hope that one of the resorts come through as they're cleaning up after the season and maybe they'll pick it up what
0: is the i mean we talked about Waste, human waste, uh, is that the most common thing that gets left behind, or what what is the most common thing that we keep running into? It's
1: unbelievable what's out there. We find (laughs) everything from you know patent human waste to food wrappers to propane tanks to blocking. What people don't um, come prepared to do is to remove things that get frozen into the ice. And a lot of the blocking material that people use to support their fish houses when they leave or plastic bags that rest on the ice, they don't realize that that is warm, it melts into the ice, and they don't come with the proper tools to remove it when they go. So it's it's an, uh, a lot of garbage, all kinds. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, obviously, again, we, we're talking more and more people, more and more pressure, so I'm assuming you and you have seen more uh, of this in the last several years?
1: Oh, definitely. And not just us. Lake of the Woods and Mille Lacs area lakes and any other people that we have the opportunity to speak to as we're talking about Keep It Clean share the same problems, they share the same concerns, they're frustrated with the lack of resources and infrastructure. These little small communities like ours have a population of about 145, not a huge tax base, but we have 70 to 80,000 visitors per year that leave things behind for us to, to deal with. So, I mean, we're doing our best, and we're reaching out to try and um, create some permanent solutions to this problem. And, and I'm pretty confident that that will happen.
0: So we've, we've got, you know, the obvious, just like you said, it doesn't look good, it doesn't feel good when that stuff's out there. And I know neither of you are, I don't think either of you are biologists, but do we, do we know what kind of long-term issues can happen if this stuff keeps going into the water?
1: Well, we do. We um, have conversations with uh, fishery biologists and we're working closely with the Soil and Water Conservation District. So there's lots of studies and reports that show what happens when excess phosphorus enters a lake such as Upper Red Lake, which is a reasonably shallow lake. And um, when the water warms and when excess phosphorus is included, that creates more algae, it creates a better environment for aquatic aquatic invasive species, and it's harmful to the fisheries. So we are learning, we're studying, we're learning as a keep it clean committee uh, what that does not only as a human health problem and a tourism and recreation problem, but what it does to the fishery. Um, and our partners um, at the Red Lake um, Fisheries and our local DNR people are working with us to come up with the right solutions, so yes.
0: Okay. Well, one of, the, one of the things I'm curious about, and and maybe you know, maybe you don't know, I mean, there are that core of people. They're just a bunch of crazy people who are going to go out and party one weekend. They don't really care what what they leave behind. But it, is, is the vast majority of it people just kind of clueless as to what kind of havoc this can wreak? Do you know?
2: I would think that's fairly accurate. Um, some people set the stuff out there with the full intention of picking it up before they leave, and they don't expect the snow to drift in and cover it, and they forget about it or don't have the tools to dig down uh, for it, like Robin stated. Um, there are some people who just don't care, uh, but those are very few and far between. The majority of people, are they're trying to do the right thing. They might not take the correct steps to get there and to actually leave uh, no footprint after they leave um but yeah majority of the people are doing it the right way they just they need some help
0: keep it clean is the topic we got a lot more with nick and robin next i'm kevin cochran and you're listening to fall bunting country
2: hi this is dick beardsley with dick beardsley fishing guide service and fish house rentals are you looking to plan your next ice fishing adventure Well, look no further as bemidji minnesota is the place to be There are over 400 fishing lakes within a 25-mile radius of Bemidji. Come drop a line at becoming a fishing legend. While on your fishing adventure, explore the hundreds of well-groomed snowmobile trails that Bemidji has to offer. Don't forget to take a picture with the historic Paul Bunyan and bathe the blue ox. Bemidji, bigger fish and better stories.
0: This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast, sponsored in part by Bemidji State University. You can pursue your passions with a world-class education in the heart of Minnesota's Northwoods. The drive to acquire deeper knowledge and develop greater wisdom is already in your nature. So join us on the shores of Lake Bemidji. Minnesota's premier Northwoods University can help you make the world a better place than you found it. Learn more at BemidjiState.edu and schedule a tour today. BemidjiState.edu Hi, this is Nate Blazing with the Nistler Guide League and you're listening to Paul Bunyan Country Outdoor. Just what I know, 30-some years of talking fishing people in this area, that the people who are out ice fishing every weekend there are people who are passionate about the outdoors are passionate about fishing they're passionate about protection most of them most of the issue is people who maybe do it a couple times a year really aren't all that familiar with rules and regs am i am i wrong on that or am i right on that do we know
2: i guess i don't i don't know how to answer that one uh mm-hmm. there are the few people that they uh, see some ice so they dust off the fishing gear from the barn and go out there and um i i think the more that we're seeing uh garbage left behind are people with the wheelhouses that they go out there and, and i don't want to pin this just on wheelhouse we see it on early ice with people out there in portables leaving their one pound propane cylinders behind and uh, beer cans or food wrappers or whatever Um, But we see a lot of it with the wheelhouses um, that they can go out there and they can haul so much stuff in the truck and in the wheelhouse. And then there's the propensity for that much to get left behind, whether it be forgotten or just buried. Okay.
1: I could add to that that at Upper Red Lake, uh, we have about eight businesses that have lake accesses. And we know them all very well. And they do a really good job of taking care of the Folks that go out through their accesses that stay in their rental units. Um, added to those people are probably about 75% of the folks that go out onto Upper Red Lake are individuals that um, take their own wheelhouses and don't and don't go through um, resorts and, and don't use the resort facilities. So the resorts do a great job of picking up behind their customers, but the other 75% are left to their own devices, and they're the folks that need help with um, the I guess, with the resources and the infrastructure. When they come off the lake, they need to know where to put that waste so that it is done responsibly and safely. Um, So there's a big component of people that do need our help and and could benefit from a little bit of extra education and a little bit of extra um, resource.
0: So anybody listening that uh, is going to do an annual or once-a-year trip and they, uh, they're hearing this and they say, well, I don't want to, I don't want to be a problem, um, is there, are there some tips, are there places for them to go to, to find out what to do and how to, how to do things correctly?
1: We have a new website which is called keepitcleanmn.org and listed on that website are five ways that you can do a really good job of being good lake stewards. We also have linked to a wonderful video which was narrated by Ron Shera and it's very entertaining and it, and it really talks to this issue. So folks can take a look at our website or um I think there's an email link there too, and we're building that website. We're providing um, starter kits now for any lake association that wants to join and needs a little bit of promotional material to share with people in their area. So um, I urge you to go take a look at our website for further information about what Keep It Clean is has been doing and plans to do now and in the future.
0: Do you, do you have any idea how many people are hitting Upper Red any given winter?
2: No, there's as far as... Planning for it, there, there's no intel on how many people are coming and when. Uh, Facebook gets the message out really quick once the resorts start posting that hey, there's solid ice, uh, or hey, the the fishes are the fish are biting or the the bite is on. Um, uh, we're seeing pictures of fish in fish houses from resorts uh, crappie and walleye and uh, I saw just the other day a, a large northern was uh, posted on Facebook that. They send the word all over the state and the surrounding states, and um, it's such a broad range of of, uh, outdoorsmen who are seeing this that there's no way of telling how many people are going to come any given year. Yeah, there are no secrets anymore.
1: Uh, I was out fishing with my husband yesterday, and we did really well. (laughs) (laughs) And I know that there are a lot of people up there right now enjoying um, um, a nice little boom of crappie fishing.
0: Oh, that's always a fun one, when, when that can happen again. Um, have you received any pushback from anybody, or are people pretty much behind this?
1: In the year and a half that I've been involved, we have had zero pushbook pushback, and we've had so many kudos from uh, people. Um, I talked to our county administrator the other day, and he was complimenting me to the point that I was totally embarrassed. He's <laughs> so appreciative of what we're doing. Um, no, we haven't had any pushback.
0: Okay. All right. Um, how many... Lake Associations, how many counties are, are involved in this effort right now?
1: Right now, the three core counties that are that are spearheading this movement are, of course, Lake of the Woods County and Aitkins County, um, Beltrami County, as far as soil and water conservation districts go. Um, we have a num- number of other counties that are interested and they're on board. I think about 15 other contact uh, persons are now on our list And um, as we get this message out statewide, we anticipate that more and more people will be joining um, just maybe to get some help or Mm -hmm. to share their stories or to get on board with um, how they can do pilot programs and dumpster programs in their areas.
0: All right. Well, I will tell you this. The podcast version of this is uh, worldwide. And certainly uh, uh, Twin Cities area, for example, is one of our our top listeners for for the podcast. So anybody listening saying, We need to be involved in this. How do they do it?
1: Uh, They can reach out to keepitcleanmn.org. Okay. And I am working right now. Our group is working with uh, people from the MPCA and the DNR uh, very closely, and uh, we're very thankful for their participation in what we're doing, and we're excited to, to see this new legislation get in effect so that we can continue with our work.
0: And if an individual wants to be on the committee or wants to help the, the county or whatever, um, same thing, keep it clean, mn.org?
1: They can also go to our Upper Red Lake Area Association website. It's um, upperredlakeassociation.assn.com, um, and there uh, is a way for them to uh, contact us with our phone numbers. Can I leave my personal phone number? If you wish, yes. Uh You could call me at 218-556-5844 if you'd like to join the Keep It Clean effort.
0: Okay. How long have you lived on Upper Red?
1: We've been there for seven years. We retired up there. My husband and I love fishing and we love gardening, so we have a little acreage up at Upper Red right on the Tamarack River. We're very invested in this because clean water is important to us and to our grandchildren and to everybody in our community, so this is a cause worth working for.
0: Nick. I would say this would be a, a no-brainer that everybody would want who lives in our neck of the woods.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, from the, the fishermen to the, to the boulders to the swimmers. in mean, 4th of July weekend, I see more recreational activity from swimmers, boulders, uh, water skis, uh, wakeboarding, than I do actually fishermen. So uh, every aspect of keeping that water clean is, is enjoyed by everybody who recreates on the water.
0: I don't know how much this happens, but, I mean, you've got wheelhouses that use generators, so there's gasoline. Uh, most of your equipment these days uses lithium batteries that are considered hazardous waste and have to be disposed of separately. Are we aware of that?
2: I've not noticed any any of that, and uh, that one would be really hard to even notice as you're walking up to a fish house, I, I think. Um, as far as, like, petroleum stuff, mm-hmm. I, I'm more worried about... Uh, generators or gas cans oh. for the generators leaking because every, yeah. every wheelhouse out there is going to have a generator running it, um, and between that or if they bring snowmobiles or ATVs that they have fuel for, and I could see that creating some petroleum discharge into the onto the ice or into the lake. But um, I don't think the levels we're seeing with that would be incredibly problematic, more so than an outboard motor. But I not the expert on that myself so do you have any thoughts on well, that we
1: all yeah we also know that the road salts that come off the vehicles sure. lead, uh, end up in piles all over the ice and it's i think it's just um if if people coming out onto red lake can be aware of these things and maybe prepare in advance Make sure that your vehicle isn't covered in road salt. Make sure you have the tools you need to remove your fish house when you leave. Make sure you have colored bags that won't be hidden in the snow. Make sure you prepare for your trip if you're planning on staying overnight um, because we all share the water. Our partners at um, on Red Lake Nation, um, they're very concerned about the health of that lake and we share that lake with them. So um, we can't forget that um, we all have a stake in, in healthy water. Mm-hmm. And healthy ice. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. (laughs) Well, I gotta ask you a question, and this is not about keep it clean. I'm just curious, what's the number one violation you have to write a ticket for?
2: Depends on how good the fishing is, Kev. (laughs) (laughs) If the fishing is really good It's gonna be and somebody might have taken one or two fish too many. If the fishing is really, really slow, then they're gonna drop an extra line or six. Okay, that's right. Uh, how, how many how many uh, uh,
0: license violations are there going on these days?
2: Most everybody is pretty good about buying a license. Uh, there are some people that ju- will just blatantly omit going to get the license, but those are very few and far between. More often than not, if they don't have a license, it's because they purchased a license at some point, a small game or otherwise, and thought they had their fishing license along with that, or just it was a complete space that hey I forgot to get a license so Mm -hmm. now we take appropriate enforcement action on it when we find it but more often than not it's I'm seeing people with valid licenses out there.
0: Okay. Well any other thoughts uh Robin before we wrap it up today?
1: Well come out and enjoy Upper Red Lake. It's a beautiful beautiful place to visit. The fishing is great. Uh please keep it clean.
2: All right. Nick anything from you? No, just be safe when you're doing
0: it please. Uh, one more time for people who might want more information. What's the website?
1: Keepitcleanmn.org.
0: Keepitcleanmn.org. Robin Dwight is the president of the Upper Red Lake Area Association, the keep it, a part of the Keep It Clean Committee and their area spokesperson, and Nick Procker, DNR Conservation Officer out of the Black Duck North Office, which means he's hanging out at Upper Red Lake. Nick, Robin, thank you both
1: for being here today. Thank you very much. Thanks for having us.
0: Bombard in in country.